0: feel like you've done everything you should do, and it's not enough. You just have to keep celebrating even if it's not together. See, he it took says me, it that, took, No, it took yeah. me
1: literally a year and a half to get you on the show. And then you show up, you don't even know. Does part of you want to shy away from that
0: controversy?
1: Cause like, no. boy, you're sure. None, you're nothing ready. about
0: me wants to shy away from the, the controversy. controversy. And I, I, wow. I looked around and you know, I was. I felt like I was wasting my time.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to Redirected. My name is Andrew East and today I am super excited to be sitting down with Billy LeBlanc. Billy is actually one of the reasons that I started this show about people who have had massive career transitions. Hearing Billy start about how he went from working at Blockbuster to then serving in the Navy for 15 years to then doing YouTube full time really inspired me to want to sit down and learn more about him and other people who have experienced these big redirections in life. And, uh, You'll hear that Billy and the LeBlanc family mean a lot to Sean and I, and Billy doesn't do interviews. This is his first one that he's ever done. I hope you guys will honor that and respect that. He shares some really personal things that haven't been talked about before, and um, I'm honored that he trusted me with that, and so I'm trusting you guys with that as well. But it's fun to think back about three years ago when we met the LeBlanc family, how Annie and Haley, the two girls, were just gymnasts who happened to make YouTube videos, And now they are Nickelodeon stars. They have top 10 singles. They've been on countless movie and TV shows. And uh, Sean and I have gotten married. We've been pregnant now. And I made my NFL dreams come true after being cut and joining countless NFL teams. And so we've been through a lot with the LeBlanc family. One of my favorite things we've done with them is uh, go down to Mexico and build a home for an impoverished family down there as part of a charity trip. And so um, I'm super thankful for Billy and the LeBlanc family and their role in in me and my wife's life. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy this one with Billy. If you guys haven't yet, if you guys could subscribe to the show, whether you're listening just to the audio or watching the video, subscribe to the show and give the show a rating or a thumbs up. That would be fantastic. But enjoy this one with Billy LeBlanc and let's get into it. Dude, thanks for stopping by, Bill. It's, it's always right. a pleasure, dude.
0: What he's not telling you right now is I just kind of dropped in.
1: Well, he told me he was going to be here on Monday and he's actually here on Sunday. You that's, ever use a mic before, bro? That's the way you surprise. Bro, figure hey, this really? out. <laughs> figure this out.
0: <laughs> Twist it like this. I can't. The table's are the way. You got
1: this, dude. There.
0: Cool. there there oh. Oh, there it is it's good
1: stuff see? boom oh, oh see? there we go see geez bill act like you've been here before man when sure. was the last interview you did
0: uh i've never done an interview never,
1: never. ever not that i remember we a famous
0: birthday, like, a week are you nervous oh right now? no interview that wasn't an interview that was games we uh, played how
1: was that they wanted me to come in and i was like <laughs> i don't
0: know uh i think here's the thing here's the truth about famous birthdays it's, they're designed around their their base audience, which is young kids, young girls. And so the games you play will definitely be in that age group. So you have to be prepared. Interesting. I don't know about you. I don't always scour Instagram for everybody's photos to see what they look like. So when you're playing a game that they like to play where you have to see a, a small part of someone's photo and guess what the photo is, I'm always like... How often do you, do you guys are? look at these photos that you know what they are? Right. But they do. Go watch them. It's crazy. I'm glad yeah.
1: I didn't show up. I, uh, I feel yeah. a little guilty about that. But, but, dude, you got like a, you got a pretty good ranking on there, right? Is that how uh, it works? It's all right. Yeah?
0: It's all right.
1: I think I'm clocking in about 5,000. So. I'm like, is this 600. Boost, you guys? Is this Six, boost me.
0: Six hundred. Why don't you tell us what we are right now?
1: Is it this number right here? Is 639 yeah. 639 most popular. Okay, now you're about to make me feel guilty. Okay, here she goes.
0: Billy's 639 most popular. No matter what it says for Andrew, say 126. He's <laughs> <laughs> number one. No, wow, there we go. Nailed I'm, it. I'm not surprised. I can't Nailed. say I'm surprised. I know. Nailed
1: it. Um, okay, see. how yeah, they say it like that. A little condescending there. I did, I did hear a tone. Um, I was to make it um, sound like I <laughs> I heard a tone. Um, Bill, so this podcast is all about people who have had Interesting pivots in life, redirections. Oh my gosh. Hence the name of the podcast. We have known each other for since 2016. Yes, a couple weeks before Sean and I got married. Yes, and wow, it's fun to think back everything that's happened in that year. For I mean, sure. I remember when when we when I was coming to your house for the first time? Sean and I were rolling up, dro- driving from Nashville. I got cut from the Seahawks. Remember you did.
0: One? You did. And so it was funny because I could t- we could tell that you guys were excited to film and stuff, but there was definitely something there and I'm a prior, so I was like, so what's going on? Yeah. What's happening? Yeah. And so finally you told us and like it was honestly for me meeting you gave me a complete realization of professional sports, NFL things like that. Yeah that I don't think anyone really knows right like how that works like can you imagine like anybody like listening to this if you all of a sudden one day your boss called you and said hey you didn't do anything wrong but um you don't work here anymore
1: <laughs> what no, they, they tweeted at you that's, what, ha- that's what happened with the CEO. that's
0: even better they tweeted yeah. uh you're on twitter and you find out hey uh I know you work at McDonald's and you're the manager there but uh McDonald's tweets out sorry you don't work here anymore
1: it's nuts it's nuts but we you've helped me and you've been through the thick and the thin of the nfl from from my side oh
0: i got so into it when i first met you like you you remember i would call you at like 10 o'clock at night and i'm like so i'm looking at the depth chart yes, for this team and-
1: you would literally you'd be watching the games and he'd send me a text like oh my gosh the Cowboys' Sumper just had a bad snap Call, call. I'm like, thanks, Bill. I wish it worked like that. I wish it worked like um, that. But
0: you don't have their numbers. <laughs>
1: hey, Coach, uh, it's Andrew. Um, so you saw your first game at Lambeau Field. I did. Watching the Raiders play the Packers I in the preseason—that was one of my favorite games ever.
0: Then um, you did awesome,
1: and I appreciate that. I, it was fun to see you in the stands, and then um, came to some Redskins games too, which was my sure. first NFL debut. But the whole show, and this is your fault, is um, when we met you, like, YouTube was a hobby. All this digital, like, social media was like, we didn't, we didn't know anything about it. Came to Maryland that first time in 2016, and you guys opened our eyes to so much, and you guys are like the OGs on YouTube. So we have you to thank for what we're doing now. I would not be sitting here if it was not for Billy. See, and he it took says me, it took No, it took yeah. me literally a year and a half to get you on the show. And then you show up you don't even know how to use a freaking microphone, Billy. <sighs> What's up with that? <laughs> so
0: he, no, he, say, he says that. But the truth is, like, I think the big thing people miss about social media, you know, Instagram, YouTube, is it's not one of those things you can just do and everybody goes, oh, yeah, let's go watch Andrew Reese do stuff. It's work. Right. And I think what you don't give yourself enough credit for is – the amount of work you guys have put in, we were actually talking about it on the way over here, like how many posts you guys have and how much work you put into making this something.
1: Right. Yeah. It's been fun. Which brings me to my next question. How did you get into it, Billy? Cause your story is amazing. Oh
0: my gosh. So we started literally just posting pictures of Annie doing gymnastics. And at that time, Nobody, made, well, to our knowledge, nobody made money on YouTube. It was just, that's... What was, year is this? Uh, this is 2008. What? Yes.
1: Oh, I did not know that. 2008. Dude, you're old? Oh, no! <laughs> so,
0: 2008, no one really made any money. And then, fast forward 2010, so we've been doing it for two years and not really making any money. And in 2010, we decided to do a family channel and right about that time into 2009 beginning of 2010 was when we got reached out to by google adsense and they said hey we want to we want to put ads on your video and pay wow. you and we were so newbies at the time to the world that we researched it because we thought someone was trying to scam us out of our like identity or something we're like well they'll pay you for videos
1: that's not a thing
0: that's hilarious and so then i remember when youtube became enough to pay our groceries and when it became enough to pay our mortgage wow. and then when it became enough to, to live off of. And a lot of people don't know, since you're talking about transitions and, and moving on in your life and changing, a lot of people don't know I actually kept my job a lot longer than most YouTubers do.
1: Hmm.
0: I was in the Navy for 15 years and, you know six of those were after we were already doing it on youtube
1: before the navy you were working at blockbuster yeah, was. is that right v, was notorious a Star i Star think Radio that's thing. on your famous Birthdays page yeah, like did, did Radio you Radio. did you fish that in there or how did how is that public knowledge is what i want to
0: know. um well it became public knowledge because when famous birthdays first came out um evan who's awesome i like him yeah um he uh reached out to us and told us to write a bio and it said before fame. And at the time, I was actually scared to put any of my Navy stuff in because of what I did in the Navy. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, I'm going to go like way before everything. And I went straight back there.
1: That's funny. It's a great addition. Uh, <laughs> some people might not even know what Blockbuster oh, is. Oh, I guarantee and you. And that's a, lot a of shame. Don't know what Dude, is. that was my favorite part of Friday nights, was going and picking on a movie.
0: And this. Least favorite part of uh, Monday morning was paying his late fees.
1: <laughs> I didn't pay the late fees, dude. I was I was in second grade. Oh gosh. Um, so your mom did. You, I I've, I've been reading this book, and you just remind me that that you your skepticism and everything. I remember when we we reached out to you, Sean, and I did via Gmail. We, Correct, you emailed us. Here's here's Billy's Gmail if you guys want it. Just kidding. <laughs> Uh, and you mentioned that you were like super skeptical. So you like vetted all these different facts about. Oh, him,
0: well, but... yeah, absolutely. I actually ask you questions that I felt only someone who had done a lot of research or someone who actually were you and Sean Johnson would know the answers to. Right. So there's
1: this Malcolm Gladwell book, his newest one, called Talking to Strangers. Have you heard of it? No. It's all about like the expectations that we have talking with someone that we've never talked to before. And there's people who naturally trust, which is definitely my demeanor. And there's people who are naturally skeptical, which is definitely your demeanor. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely skeptical. In in fact,
0: it was funny because I don't know if you remember this. I talked to you probably twice without Sean on the phone. Yeah. And there was a point where I was not, like, I don't know if you felt it, but I was hesitating to schedule a time for you guys to come to my house or Mm -hmm. give you the address until. I made sure that she was on board.
1: Yeah, because well, this, at this point, Sean was skeptical. She was like, why are we doing freaking YouTube videos? Right. And then uh, do you remember, though, that one night you like gave us a shout out? Yeah. And we went from 10,000 subscribers to 100,000 subscribers <laughs> in like a half an hour. And I was like, okay, like that, that <laughs> night, literally, Billy, that changed our lives. I kid That's you awesome. not. Don't downplay that. Like, <laughs> we're not sitting here if it's not for you. I'm being 100% serious. Are I, you tearing up? Because I'm about to.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm not kidding. Anyway, how, why did why did you join the Navy?
0: Why did I join the Navy? Um, So I was making a lot of money before I joined the Navy. And I, uh, I think I looked around. It was in a sales job. And I looked around and there was like 50-year-old dudes there that were doing the same job I was doing and had been for a very long time and had no savings and had – I mean they had just been living – they spent money as fast as they made it. And my brother was in the Navy at the time my dad had joined. And so I just, I was like, what am I doing with life? And I went into a recruiter's office and I told the recruiter, I wanted to be a cop. (laughs) Don't, don't go don't go into your recruiter's office (laughs) and tell them that. So, um, and then I took the ASVAB and then it was like a whirlwind. And then I was in the Navy. It was crazy how fast it happened.
1: And served 15 years. 15 years. As in, information guy? We'll uh I was made. a cryptologic <laughs> technician. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> and Don't we ask used, any more questions. We use that
0: term cuz no one knows what it means. Yeah,
1: cryptologic naturally. Um <laughs> Um and then at what point were you convinced enough to leave the navy and do YouTube full time?
0: Um never. So that's actually a, a even funnier story um one of the things that happened with me was the Navy became aware of our public uh, image. Mm. And um, I had to like basically explain why that was okay for us to be very public. And I think at that point, the other thing going on in my life was the kids were getting more and more uh, deals out in California to act and to do things like that. And I felt like... I was having to decide whether I wanted to be part of that world or I wanted to continue to be part of the Navy. And one of the, the advices I have always given people, including when I was in the Navy, was you'll know when it's time to be done. I think I've told you that on several things in your life. Yeah. And don't fight yourself. You, when you know, you know. And fighting yourself is just going to lead to you being miserable. Hmm.
1: What year was that that you
0: retired Um, I got out in 2000 and almost 16, right? Like basically right before 2016, so 2015, late December. Um,
1: I want to be, I want to talk about things that you want to talk about. But I didn't fully realize the timing of things when Sean and I first met you. Just retired from the Navy. Mm -hmm. The girls were blowing up. Yep. Yep. Number one on Musically, which is now on TikTok, I remember that that meant nothing to me, but now in like retrospect, it kind of caused this whole series of events. With ultimately, you guys moving to LA, the Nickelodeon stuff that's happened, right? I feel like that right. was
0: that's all. It's all been since that time about since about 2013. I think the the momentum that we had early on in our YouTube uh, career you know, just has slowly snowballed. I mean, even most recently with Annie winning a teen choice award and stuff like that. I just think she's, she and Haley are both, their careers are just starting to take off.
1: Right. Um, but you guys were also going through this immense period of grief. Absolutely. In the fall of 2015. Absolutely. Um, I can summarize or you can talk about it. Um, but I'll, I'll give you the
0: floor. So, uh, the, the crazy thing was is cardiomyopathy runs in Katie's family. Hmm. And so it's not like it was something we didn't know and it wasn't like something we didn't like test for. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of one of those things. It's like you feel like you've done everything you should do and it's not enough. So it's hard. But when the the thing is, is like, and I think to the point of what you, you're trying to do here is you have to adjust to a new reality because what's your other choice? So I think what we've been able to do over time is just keep moving. You know, it's kind of one of those things. And I, I think as a sports reference with you, I think, you know, it's just the truth. You're hitting a pad out there. Mm-hmm. You just got to just keep moving. Because what's your other choice?
1: Right.
0: And so it's kind of funny when people go, oh, you guys are so strong. You're so, but what other choice is there? So I think we've been very, and and one of the hardest decisions in that situation was how much do you share? And I know you've probably dealt with this Uh. since then. And what people need to understand is you're wrong no matter what you do with a percentage of the population as I always kind of go back to what my dad used to tell us all the time was is you can please some of the people some of the time but you will never please all of the people all of the time and so those decisions and keep how much of your personal life do you keep off the internet and at the time especially with us everything was public we didn't Andy didn't do a gymnastics meet that wasn't public and Haley didn't do anything that wasn't public. We didn't go to the mall when it wasn't public. I mean, we filmed and posted everything. And so the decision was, how do you go from being 100% public and then something happens and you try to keep that private? And we ultimately, obviously, decided not to.
1: And, I mean, you guys were doing daily vlogs, right? And, and
0: Daily vlogs, um, yeah.
1: And did you miss, was there ever a, a skip?
0: Yeah, during that period when Caleb passed yeah. away, we we didn't film for we didn't post or film. It wasn't long, honestly. It was about two weeks, and I remember going to the girls and asking them asking them if uh, they wanted to continue to film, and they kind of looked at us like we were crazy. Like that was their life. Yeah, why wouldn't they?
1: Yeah, it's been cool to to have met um, like the Hertas Sydney and and Luke and Paula and um, hear about Caleb and how awesome he was and uh, I regret not speaking with you more about him but uh, it sounds like he was an amazing amazing kid uh, and I also empathize with you as you were mentioning like sharing something like that on the one hand, is so valuable and important because because whether it's cardiomyopathy or whether it's anything else, like any other situation, parents do lose children. And how do you make it through that? And you guys were in a position to to show people how you made it through that, which, as you said, is... You just you just have to keep going.
0: You just have to like. There's not there's not much of another choice other than to. I mean, it's kind of one of those things, and it's with YouTube, it's with football, it's in it's in life. It's it's you push through and you keep going, and I'm not, that doesn't mean you you keep doing something you shouldn't be doing. You can pivot, go in another direction, but you just got to keep moving.
1: Yeah, I'm curious. So Sean and I are about to and about couple weeks have our first she looks like
0: she's about to pop
1: (laughs) it's getting real dude she Uh, looks
0: like she looks like she's got like a a basketball it's insane (laughs) you know
1: what's nuts though this is you'll get a kick out of this we did a workout yesterday it was like a four-time workout she told told you this she She beat beat me dude yeah how
0: does that make you feel oh my gosh nfl don't watch this at first (laughs) (laughs) At
1: first, it was like, oh, we're having a good time. Like, I'll catch up to her. And then, like, she increased in weight, and I stayed the same, and she demolished me. And I was like, okay, well, this is about right. This shows our relationship. Um, But we have had our first glimpse of what it's like to be a parent and having some, um, what do you call them, Uh, unforeseeables, having some complications. And it's terrifying because it's like, okay, this is the baby's not even born yet and here we are terrified. We literally when we found out this two vessel cord thing and the potential for a bunch of negative ramifications on the child, uh, we like shut everything down for like two days, cried, cuddled, didn't do anything. And we're like, how many times is this gonna happen now? all the time for the next. How
0: well, that days? and that's the thing and it's, it's tough decisions and then you know we're not well, we won't get into the huge debate over, you know, vaccines and all that. But I mean, every parenting decision you make, you have to worry about long, how that's going to affect them long term. And will they, well, this, is this the thing? Is this the thing that makes them unhappy or is this the thing? And the truth is you shouldn't,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you shouldn't because I mean, you do, you have to do your best. And at the end of the day, if you know, you did the best you can do, that's, that's what you do.
1: And it's like humbling is
0: the word I would think. Oh my gosh, like, is it uh, ever? Is yeah. it ever? Because you like, I don't care who you are or what you know or what you're expert in. Having a kid will prove to you that you know nothing.
1: Yeah, and it's like it's like this hold on loosely type of concept. Oh, absolutely. Of like, of like oh my gosh, I want to make all the right decisions for my kid, but at the end of the day.
0: You don't want to make all the decisions for your kid because they need to make some. Exactly.
1: And you know you don't have control. And,
0: yeah, our girls are getting to that age right now that, um, and I I know it sounds bad, but at some point you have to be okay with them failing at something so that they learn what that feels like.
1: I'm surprised to hear. I've, I've never seen the girls fail at anything, man.
0: I mean... Sure, sure they have. <laughs> yeah. They haven't won every competition they've ever competed in, sure. and they haven't, I mean, that's the thing, that's the, the myth of YouTube, is that um, even if I show you 20 minutes of every single one of my days, I'm going to show you the best 20 minutes. One of the funniest comments we ever see, used to see was, the girls never do homework. Do you really want to watch the girls do homework?
1: <laughs> Actually, you put in a video of the girls doing homework. Oh, like, because people were commenting I was like, "Oh,
0: you want to watch, you want to watch the uh, boringness of doing homework? Here you go." Right, and that's crazy. the thing is, so just keep in mind when you're watching, I mean even when you watch your favorite social media people, they're putting the best moments of their life because that's what you want to see.
1: Why did you daily vlog? Why was that a thing?
0: So, it was a long discussion and it was we were we were had moved from doing kind of weekly, biweekly stuff. We had moved; we were doing about three days a week, and we wanted to start daily vlogging quite a bit before we started doing it. But there was this word that kept coming up when we were read because we we read and we tried to figure out what was right, and it was the word was over oversaturation. So, where's the line? Where do you do so much? that people go, mm, I've seen enough of them. And that was our worry is that by putting them out daily, did people really want to see us daily? People did. Yeah, we got, it, it was definitely successful. People did.
1: Um, not daily vlogging anymore. No. Right? No. We can get, we can get to that. I want to hear, I've caught you on the, I think, beginning of this trip.
0: You have, yeah.
1: So tell me, tell me what you're up to now, Billy, because I'm so, very excited.
0: I like to, I like to stay current with what's going on in the world and what mainly what's going on in the U S and one of the things as a prior military person who is trained in shooting, um, I do have a love of, of, of guns and it's not, you know, I, I watch what's going on in public and, and I, what I don't want to do is I don't want to come off and I'm not going to come off is everybody go buy a gun tomorrow. We all need a thousand guns in our basement. That's not the, the idea here. I'm working with a company called called Head Down, and the idea is gun education. It's it's being responsible with guns. And not obviously not everybody needs a gun, but it's it's one of those things that I think with proper training and education on guns, you'd be more likely to be able to make that decision whether you should own one or not.
1: And they're out of Kentucky. Is that right? Is that, so you guys are headed up there and headed up there
0: and we're going to talk my goal. I mean, we're still setting everything up, but my goal is, I really want to talk to some experts too, because you know, a lot of the mass gun shootings and the violence going on. I want to talk with some psychologists and psychiatrists about the, the psychology behind it. And are there ways that we could, uh, See these things happening because you know what I did in the navy, yeah. And and forecasting things like that is one of them. And I guess I feel like we spend so much time focusing on the rest of the world that if we spent more time, and I I know there's legal reasons we can't do some things, but being able to forecast whether that be with psychiatrists in schools or that are able to say, you know, hey, this person may have tendencies and things like that. But I don't know. I mean truth be told, I'm, I need to talk to him first to figure that stuff out. And I I think with proper conversations, educated conversations, I think we can talk through a lot of the things that divide our country.
1: Yeah. Excellent point. And I feel like definitely there's a lack of conversation. This is one thing that, uh, that I have been privy to now being married to Sean, where it's like, Okay, she's like a celebrity. She's got this wild fan base that she's. She really had, likes
0: like, it when you say, "Oh my God, it's Sean Johnson!" When you're in public, it's her favorite <laughs> yeah, thing. That's
1: Billy's favorite thing. But then also, I mean, as a as a 28 year old male who played in the NFL, I have literally never had the thought of like, "Oh, I'm walking on a dark street. I don't feel safe." Like, for someone to, I, I've never had that need to to feel unsafe and want to carry a gun. I've likewise never had a close connection with anybody who has, has been on the, on the losing side of a gun. And so I feel like conversation and understanding like, what is the value of guns and why, why is it okay for us to have them? But what is a, what is a good way to go about this conversation? I mean, it's a hot topic, Bill. I'm I'm not envious. You're stepping into kind of a firestorm. I am
0: stepping into it and I'm stepping into it on purpose because I think We have a tendency to yell at each other and not listen and turn our ears off and turn our mouths on. And I really, it's not just, this week This week is about talking to obviously people that are, you know, gun owners and are into gun education. But that doesn't mean that eventually I don't want to talk to people who aren't. And people who have an opinion and a valid opinion on why they think that, you know, guns should either be more restricted or there should be more gun laws. Or things like that, and I, w- I would love to hear their opinions in in a controlled environment. You know, where we where we respect each other.
1: Does part of you want to shy away from that controversy? Because, like, none. boy, you're sure none. You're Nothing ready.
0: about me wants to shy away from the controversy.
1: If I've if I've ever met someone who doesn't shy away from controversy, it's <laughs> you, though, Billy. Is that part of the reason why you've never done an interview? Um, why have you never done an interview?
0: So I don't do interviews because in the past and you know this, I've tried to make everything I do about building the family channel. Well, yeah. we're in a time period now where, you know, like you mentioned, the girls have Nickelodeon contracts and they're working with Brad and they're doing their own thing and they're, they're literally, I mean, I don't want to use the word autopilot. They obviously have managers and stuff, but they're, they have a lot going for them. And I, I, I look around and, you know, I was, I felt like I was wasting my time and I was just like, Why don't I use some of the same things that we did in the beginning of Bertale to kind of do my own channel, have fun with it and collab with people and also attack some issues that people shy away from. And I think I really, I hate that we feel that we have to shy away from issues because of public opinion and things like that. I think that's the reason you do that is out of an effort to, you know appease everyone and as i said you can't do that
1: yeah i'm excited for this this next phase of you of yours and i think you're gonna bring a lot of good to the world
0: i hope so yeah uh
1: your opinions your knowledge i would say need to be shared so do so responsibly and i know you'll do that um so how long is this trip
0: this one's just a, just a couple of days. Okay, gotcha. But um, we have planned trips for uh, Virginia and some other places. Um, so
1: you guys don't know this, but Billy and I were going to start a dude's channel. Freaking two years ago, I dude. Know. We were going to go like, I know. we are going to do naked and afraid I mean, and YouTube still, version. I I'm still here for
0: him if he wants to. But we had actually talked about one of our cool ideas was like going around to like some crazy places. And doing crazy stuff. What I what he doesn't know is I'm stealing those ideas, there, whether he does them or not. So yeah,
1: yeah. So I'll stop giving them to you. But that's that's good to know. <laughs> I just do. I just took a dude moon. Have you ever been to Moab, Utah? Can no. you guys add this to the list? Moab, Utah. Is it, it is Mojave.
0: Mojave? Mojave? What Isn't like, like the Mojave Desert?
1: No, Moab, Utah is a city. Okay. M O A B.
0: Oh, oh Moab. Moab.
1: What? Moab. No, Moab. I'm not saying it wrong. Uh, Mo- Moab. Moab. So there's two national parks within like a half hour of each other Arches, National Parks, Canyonlands. Took a dude moon out there. I just created this thing called the dude moon. Sean and I took a baby moon. Do you know what that is? Uh,
0: where you spend a night out somewhere?
1: Well, it was like uh, celebrating. This is our last hurrah before the child gets gotcha. here. Like a honeymoon. But gotcha. it's a bunch of nonsense. Don't even get me started on this whole thing. Okay. So I created a reason to go hang out with my cousin. Wow, that's an my...
0: <laughs> so, so
1: no more so, dude well, <laughs> pre, pre-baby, it's a dude oh, move. Oh, yeah, 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 oh, because I'm already married. So we went skydiving, <laughs> we went um, we went mountain biking, we didn't shoot guns, though I wish we would have added that to the Did list. you
0: film this stuff?
1: We got the skydiving filmed. Um I might have said a couple curse words fine. Have you you skydived or not? If you didn't film it, it didn't happen. <laughs> Such a millennial. Okay, can you all right? Can you tell me this? Because you're you're crushing out content now, and this goes all, along with your trip that you're doing here. Crushing out content. Super pumped for you. And now you're on TikTok, is that right? Yeah. You're on YouTube, just yeah. Billy LeBlanc, for sure. Instagram, and you're doing a ton of collabs. Yep. Yeah. Definitely worth checking out. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. If you've ever felt like there is something that interferes with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals, BetterHelp has online counseling that is there for you. BetterHelp offers licensed professional counselors who are specialized in issues such as depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, grief, self-esteem, and more. You can connect with your professional counselor in a safe and private online environment Anything you share is confidential, and it is so convenient. You can now get help at your own time and at your own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist. If you are not happy with your counselor, you can request a new one at any time at no additional charge. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option. Redirected listeners get 10% off your first month with discount code redirected. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com slash redirected. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash redirected. Today's episode is also brought to you by Native. As Sean and I look to have our first child, we are really looking to buy high quality products with safe ingredients. And Native is a deodorant formulated without aluminum, parabens, and sulfates. For those of you who don't know, aluminum may be linked to some serious health ramifications, including breast cancer and Alzheimer's, and Natives deodorant is a great alternative to conventional deodorants. It's safe and effective, even though it's priced at a slight premium. I view this as totally, completely worth it. They have over 7,000 five-star reviews. You can see them in the Today Show, Women's Health, L, Good Morning America, and more. And Native comes in a wide variety of enticing scents for men and women. Plus, they release new limited edition seasonal scents throughout the year. My personal favorite is the coconut and vanilla scent. And let me tell you, I can be a sweaty, smelly guy during my workout, but Native has proven to me that they can hang throughout my workout. They offer free returns on exchanges in the U.S., and if you subscribe, you can save 17%, which is $2 per stick, and Native will be conveniently delivered to your door every one, two, three, or four months. I think this is a fantastic product, and I think it's worth giving it a try. If you guys want, you can save 20% off your first purchase if you visit nativedeodorant.com east and use promo code east during checkout. That's twenty percent off your first purchase if you go to native slash east. I gotta. What the frick is a Visco girl, dude?
0: Oh my gosh, dude. So, so honestly, what the, is it with the Visco stuff? It, it morphed from one thing to another. Visco was an app that people posted pictures on. That's all it was. Right. But this Visco girl became this standard that these girls were doing, and it was kind of like there was a large group of them. And, and and if you would like to be a Visco girl, I'm sure we can make that happen. <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> All I see is hashtags. Sk- 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 <laughs> yes. So it's like I, saw the I mean he does oh, have, I, I, I did see a hydro flask. I, I need some sure, I need some scrunchies, maybe. I'm sure there's scrunchies. With the
1: after. So that's a classic, right? Like
0: Yeah, you gotta this. say you gotta really wanna save the turtles. Um stop <laughs> using plastic straws, <laughs> only metal straws and uh Hydro Flask and uh, scrunchies, yeah.
1: Who have been some collabs that you've really enjoyed doing?
0: Um, that's a good that's a good one. So the the fun thing is one thing I'm sure you've learned as well is people are different on camera than they are off camera. Not a hundred percent. I mean, some people are the same. you are not. Well, that's because I'm crazy. Yeah. Okay. And but and you're not either. But some people are. And so I think. I won't say the best, but some of the most surprising was uh, working with uh, Carson Leaders and Greg Marks. What people don't know about them is they never stop busting on each other. Really? Ever. That's awesome. Not even for a second. Like, it's literally they're busting on each other, busting on each other. Action, they do their little part, and then cut. Bust on each other, bust on each other, bust on each other. I want to hang out with them though. That sounds stops. fun. That's
1: hilarious. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. You did this stuff with the fat case, so Are you like doing cooking stuff? You no. Know, the
0: funny thing about that is, I, I you know I enjoy I enjoy cooking. Um, to to be honest, I I think that one of the things, and I'm I'm not gonna take you back to the gun thing all the time, but one of the things in L. A. is I think that people get so caught up in their lives of actors. And singers and social media influencers that they don't ever get out of that comfort zone and do things that are fun, you know, and, and just cool, normal things to do. And so I think that's my idea with the, the Fat Queso is that I wanted to get some of these, and it was amazing to get them in a food truck when the most they had ever done for a job was post a picture on Instagram. Or do a YouTube video. And so to see them actually in a kitchen cooking, not not to say that's any more of a job than the other, but to see them doing it was really funny because they actually liked it. Yeah. And I hope that like it causes these responsible conversations with guns, with food, with other things we might take on, cause people to go, there may be other things I might be good at
1: or another way to see this or yeah, like oh it. people do uh things other than just take a picture and hashtag stuff absolutely. and and like they this guy behind the food truck has a life too and has absolutely. kids and oh they
0: definitely and... learned that what every single one of them told me after that experience was they were never going to get mad at a food person again for being slow getting their order <laughs> or getting their order wrong
1: that's good i like this mission that you're on yeah, you too um so, if we could talk about the complexity, because Sean and I have been very cautious in navigating, as you said, what do we share, what do we not share? And it's, we're trying to be strategic and I guess at least think about the different possibilities sure. of what this life that we're living could lead to, right? I mean, you hear about Hollywood all the time of like freaking. Merit, like whatever, a lot of messy relationships, so, and right? And then
0: you have the other thing that you're bringing a kid into this and how much of that kid wants to be shared. And
1: how did you guys go about that?
0: We didn't know. Yeah. So we, wow. we yeah. were lucky you... because we came around before YouTube was really a thing. So we weren't really sharing with the world. We were sharing with our family. We just didn't know how to do it in a private way. Right. So when people would ask us how we decided to put our kids on YouTube, that's the answer. We it wasn't what it is today. Then wasn't really that hard of a decision.
1: Has it gotten more complex for you guys?
0: Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, for sure. Because like as your kids hit you know their teenage years and things like that, they're gonna want to not share things. And and you kind of ask the question. You know, obviously we went to weekly vlogs, mm-hmm. and a lot of that has to do with the fact that the girls are doing things that we can't share all the time and they're doing things that are mundane i mean i don't know if any of you have ever really i don't know if you've ever you know seen things filmed before it's boring Hmm. it's boring being on set you're you sit there for eight nine hours a day and and here's the thing i mean let's say you film for for a month for you know 10 episodes of a show and you start doing the math and you're like, wait a second. It took us a hundred and something hours to film 17 minutes. Yeah. And so a lot of that time is, and who wants to watch that? So you go back to the homework thing. Who wants to watch them do homework? Who wants to see I'm sitting on set again? And so that decision was kind of a, well, we're saying the same thing over and over again. And Mm I doubt people want to actually see that. So the idea with going to the weekly vlogs is we could go back to what we started with. And that was the channel being just about the girls Mm -hmm. and just about you asked me earlier off this that when he first met me, we were I was strictly behind the camera. I would not. I, I very rarely made it in. And so I think so there's been a lot of questions on particularly lately about that. And about why, and that's the answer. So I'm going to go ahead and give you that exclusive here first. Is The answer is the channel was supposed to be about the girls. And slowly but surely, and especially after Caleb, I felt the need to be in it more because it felt like it needed more. But going back to weekly and the girls doing what they do and it being about them again, it doesn't need me. Hmm. I just felt like I could just do something else.
1: I'm glad you are because you have a perspective that needs to be shared too. For a guy like me, again, how the heck do I go about this?
0: The key is knowing when to let them go after something because they have a good chance of doing it. And stopping them when you know that there's not a chance of it happening. And letting sometimes them take on family. so you're saying it's
1: impossible is what you're saying it's sometimes do this <laughs> it's not, sometimes oh, oh, do that <laughs> good luck if, on if, your if, decision if
0: you read a book that says it's a parenting playbook it's a liar there's no there's no such thing because that would require every parent to be exactly the same and that would require every kid to be exactly the same for those books to work yeah you have to I'd say it I say pivot all the time I'm trying not to say it in this interview because I literally say it constantly um, but you have to pivot Like you're trying, you have, let's say, let's say your kid's born and you want to be that parent that, that doesn't raise your voice. Yeah. You always talk to them in this nice tone and you tell them, Hey, clean your room up. That's going to be me. Yeah. I I know you think that. (laughs) And your kid looks at you, walks in the room, shuts the door and doesn't clean it up. At some point you have to say, this isn't working and you have to pivot.
1: Okay, we won't go into details there, but we'll talk. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm gonna need your advice as we go through <laughs> this. Um. What, what questions that you were ask, saying that people have been asking on been- Oh,
0: they were asked. They just basically asked, well, why aren't you in the blogs anymore? Yeah. And then I get asked on my channel why the girls aren't in my videos, and I've been very, very uh, consistent with my answer on my channel. The answer on my channel is. They are doing videos. They're great. Go check their channel out. Yeah. And you should. They are great. They make really good videos. They put a lot of work into them. And a lot of thought. They sit down and they they come up with these ideas. And they're making great videos. And at the end of the day, they certainly don't need me to be in them. Right. And I don't want to look back on this. Six months from now, and have anyone be able to say, Oh, yeah, your channel's doing okay, but it's only because you used your kids to make it grow. No, I want to do my own thing because I want to be able to look back on this and say, It was something I did, and I didn't use anybody to do it.
1: Good for you. I would be remiss in, in not asking, though, the screenshot shared to the officially Bertaily Instagram page. Feel free to share as much or a little. So as. Th-
0: that's fine. I don't mind. Um, when we talked earlier about what you share and what you don't share, hmm. for us, for a long time, it's felt like we're parenting a million millions of people, and even back with wow. Camo, that's what it felt like. It felt like. You're responsible for somewhat the development mentally or or even physically of, of these people out there that you might not see their faces every day, but they're watching you almost as much as they do their parents. And so with that situation, we had to figure out, just like with everything else, what to say, what was the best thing to say, and how to least affect these people that we felt responsible for. But at the end of the day, I think one of the things we've always stayed consistent with is, you know, celebrate life. It's what we've always said. And with the idea of pivoting and changing roles in life, you just have to keep celebrating even if it's not together. And Mm -hmm. I think, I think everyone in the situation that's in the situation is happy I think Katie's happy, I'm happy, the girls are happy. And it took a long time to do to let people know what was going on because we, we feared not our happiness, but we feared what the happiness of the people we felt like we were parenting was going to be. Mm. But I was actually very happy by the response.
1: I'm glad to hear that. Um, and I think you guys deserve that. It is something that you've talked about with me a lot where you meet a parent and they say, oh, I guess my kid watches your channel all the time. And it's like you're, you're like, why don't you know what your child's watching? That and is, there is this responsibility of
0: that is one of my things. They're I'm gleaning from
1: us like what a family Correct. life. And so you have like, to think,
0: or, I mean, when you were growing up and you looked at your parents and and what they did and what they didn't do, that that kind of helped you to develop what was right and wrong. You know, it does. And even if you think it doesn't, I mean, when you're looking at them and they're doing things, you think, oh, yeah, my dad did that. That's okay. I should do that. And so in that aspect, you don't want to be the one. You don't want to be a person who does something or puts something out there that negatively affects people's mentality. Mm. And so it was something we struggled with for a long time.
1: The perspective of celebrating life, even if it's not together uh was not something I was expecting you to say, but I am inspired by it, I think. And it's, I think it's a good message. Um,
0: and just to be clear on that term, because we've been asked that question too, about celebrate life, what does that mean? It means that you have to find a way to celebrate all aspects of life. Like one of the things, and I struggle with it. It's not like I'm the perfect person for this, but you know, there's there's times let's say that like you go to the airport right, mm-hmm. and for some reason your flight's delayed. There's those of us who sit down, mully grub, throw a temper tantrum about your flight being delayed, and then there's people that that go ride their luggage around the airport, run and jump on it. Not encouraging that.
1: Just saying. <laughs> but
0: what I'm trying to say
1: is. Being if you to, ran and jumped on a luggage billy, it would crumple with you. T- but. <laughs> terrible. Like literally, the company would be, please never use our luggage again because you demolished it.
0: But it's, it's finding those things in those moments that allow you to not mourn the situation for what's going on, but to say, okay, this is how I can look at this that makes it feel better.
1: Not that it doesn't hurt. That but, just
0: yeah, yeah. Not that it doesn't hurt, but sitting around hurting and sitting around, you know, thinking about the things that have hurt you or the things that you don't like doesn't it? it never ends up in a positive place. So there's no point in doing it.
1: Hmm. We were uh, we were asked last night. We had our first meet and greet, which got a debrief on. I'll tell you about later. Yeah. So much fun.
0: They're so much fun. Uh, They're actually did, one of my favorite things.
1: It was like I literally I had not been that excited for something, not even in an NFL game. I was like, These people came to meet us. They've been watching our videos. We talked to a camera all day and now we get to see their faces. Like this is so special. Anyway, we were asked like how do you how do you um, confront or how do you make it through difficult situations? My answer was it's the it's the Timeline perspective that you have on it. If if you're looking at okay, this two months or this one day or this one week sucks, um, it's gonna be it's gonna be really difficult, right? But if you take it as like okay, what is this gonna teach me, and what is this gonna teach me in a two year time or a, a five year time, or how I'm gonna learn and grow from this, uh, I think there's a positive message that's spun on that of of like oh i'll have learned something then and this will have taught me something
0: yeah for sure for sure where that gets you kind of yeah perspective
1: yeah um so anyway i'm curious what your goals are now
0: yeah that's that's a fun one and it's kind of funny as we we've talked about this too asking me at sorry asking me at 39 years old what my goals
1: are. Are you okay, dude? Yeah. You about to black out? <laughs> What's going on? I your water. <laughs> water! to <laughs> me at 39 years old. What <laughs> <laughs> is that, Mike Tyson? Is that what you're
0: saying? Um, no, ask me at 39 years old what my goals are seems weird because I feel like most people by now know their goals and are on well on their path. But I, I think that So far in my life, I've met so many of my goals. The idea with doing my own channel is almost like to restart and find new goals and meet those. And and my goals right now, is, as I've said, is to just build this in a positive way. And I want to be able to look back on YouTube, whether it be two, five, ten years from now and say, wow, YouTube and the community of YouTube was better off because I did that. Than they would have been if I didn't.
1: Wow, well, coming from one of the most powerful oh people God. on YouTube, them, that's that's a big statement. So, hats off to you. Um, do you have any advice for people? You, you mentioned some, but like whether it's, in a a personal pivot or redirection, we could say redirection, redirection instead of pivot, or a career redirection. You've been through it all a couple of times, at least. Uh, what advice do you have?
0: My biggest advice is you'll know and don't fight yourself because I think so many people sit there for months or even years knowing what they're doing is not what they should be doing. But instead of actually doing something about it, they fall back on, on the ease of just staying in with what you're doing, it's just easier, mm-hmm. and I think that leads to unhappiness.
1: You've been a guy who has consistently shown me uh, self, like what it looks like to have a high degree of self-confidence, and I admire that about you. <laughs> I do not have that quality. Not not to the same. Only extent. just
0: not in the gym with your wife. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You remember the time I took you to the gym, though? No oh, I almost threw
0: up. I'm not even kidding. I almost threw up. Uh, and the funny thing is, he was like, he was doing that thing where you do like a quarter of your normal workout or an eighth of your normal workout to take it easy on me. Uh, and I was like, an eighth of your normal workout is 47 times my workout.
1: So, Billy's face
0: was pale white. Oh my gosh. Oh my I gosh. didn't throw up, though.
1: You didn't, but I think you took like a two hour nap afterwards. Oh. Um,
0: that's honestly every time I work out. So that's not,
1: that's so here's the deal. We're in a situation where we're about to go downstairs and we're about to be with my wife's family, Sean's family. You guys are about to be with your team here. And, um, I'll repeat this cause I think it's worth saying, but I just, as I reflect over the past three and a half years now, and the changes that we've both been through for better, for worse, that sounds weird cause we're not married, but, um, it's fun it's fun that we have been with each other through so many changes, so many different redirections. I look forward to having more and I do want you to know that I'm extremely grateful for the person that you've been in my life and I will share that publicly because I think it needs to be said. Um, and I'm I couldn't be more excited for what's next for you. So all that to say, thank you for the past three and a half years. The effect that you've had on me and my wife and my family and thank you for I guess breaking your mold and, and doing an interview and sitting down mm-hmm. with me for the past hour or so. But Well thanks for having me. Yeah it's always a pleasure Bill.
0: Yeah. <laughs>